For more information on this topic or on the subject of disciple making in general, look us up online at browndegreen.org or send us an email directly at podcast at browndegreen.org. Thanks for listening. You're listening to The Great Awakening, a disciple making podcast brought to you by Brown to Green on the Stream Grace Network. Hey guys, welcome to the show today. Um, I am Lori Evans. And I am Lauren Ferris. And today our guest is Jenny Murray. Um, Jenny is one of our sisters from Herod Church, and we are excited to have her on today. Welcome, Jenny. Thank you. Thank you. I am happy to be here. So um, we usually... Usually we start off with a couple of questions. One, um, like kind of we want to know kind of a brief summary, like who is Jenny Murray, like early life of Jenny Murray? Like where did you begin in life? Where did I begin? Yeah, like where like where you're from, kind of just a really brief synopsis. You don't have to give us the, like a 40 minute. Wait, okay. we're skipping the most important part. What is it? I want to know something unique about yourself. Oh, yeah. Unique. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. We can't skip that. That's like unique. a... Unique. Yeah. Wow. Um, let's see. I would say that I could slam on the brakes for a garage sale sign. <laughs> I love a good bargain. Oh. I am I am always got my head on a swivel for a garage sale oh, sign. That's so funny. Every time I drive by, I look, does that count? I turn my head and I'm like, scouting out really quickly. Is it worth the stop? Uh, I'm going to need you to come get my daughters every weekend. Yeah. Like they, they are mm-hmm, garage sales and thrift stores. Oh, yeah. They love it. That's pretty cool. That's funny. Yeah. So fun fact too, Jenny and I got to walk alongside each other during discipleship. We did. We walked under Priscilla together. Yes. I don't think I knew that. That's pretty you did awesome. It? Mm-mm. Oh yeah. Mm-mm. I didn't yeah. know that. Super cool. Yeah, we're we are spiritual sisters. Oh, I sure. like it. I for like sure. it a lot. So yeah. You want my brief summary now? Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry. Um, it's all good. Let's see. I was born and raised in western Oklahoma. I now live uh, near Wellston, Oklahoma. Me and my husband, Dustin, of 17 years, we live out in the country on 80 acres, and we love it out there. We have three beautiful girls, age 14, 11, and 7. And um, yeah, I'm a, I'm a disciple of Jesus. I love it. So where in western Oklahoma did you grow up? Elk City. Awesome. My dad lived in Visay, okay, um, which is a little bit yeah. further west of there. Um, so, um, so did you know the Lord at an early age, or was it was it later as an adult when you come to know the Lord? I did. I, um, I mean, I pretty much my childhood was was great. Like I, I grew up in a in a family. We went to church pretty occasionally. Um, my parents are still married. Like I had a I had a pretty good childhood. We, um. I was, I was, I grew up going to a Methodist church. So I was baptized in the Methodist church when I was probably 10 or 11, which means that I was sprinkled. Right. Um, but like all through my teenage years, I pretty much obeyed the rules. Um, you know, I was a pretty good kid, I would say, and, uh, went to college and that is where I met Dustin and we were married in, uh, 2002 we we're about to celebrate our 18th anniversary. Wow. Seems like a long time. Yeah, it is a long. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, you know, life life went on. We we bought a little house in Midwest City right when we got married, uh, right out of college, and you know, started our family there. We landed at Harrah Church, 
um, in 2006, I remember, because I was pregnant with Josie when we walked in the doors there for the first time. And um, like I will say one thing, um, this is about Dustin, but it's just how the Lord works. But all through like our marriage, like he was always in the word. Like I would get up in the mornings and he would be sitting there at the table in the word. Wow. And me just knowing that like I was I was a Christian woman, like I should be I should be digging into the Bible and I wasn't and I didn't even really know how. I would I would go on like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna get up and read the word every day for the next two weeks and then, you know, go a couple days and I really wasn't understanding it or didn't know what it was talking about. And so I'd shut my Bible and put it on the nightstand and wouldn't open it for like six months. Wow. And I mean, I did that through like through, you know, the most of the the beginning of our marriage. And um, like we continued at Hera Church and we got involved in volunteering in kid ministry or we were leading a small group together any type of serving thing i usually volunteered for it right um then like a couple kids later like we're a family of five now and and um 2016 came around we were asked to be in charge of kid ministry so we took on that role we were that look, was easy real simple <laughs> right not much time or mind, energy or effort mind you i was not sitting with the lord right. i didn't even know how to sit with the lord and um taking on that role dustin was like on the pastor search team we were in the process of looking for a new pastor and uh man i i got completely burnt out that was like a I, long process for us like mm, what was it, was it 14 or 15 months or something like I'm that i'm not sure it seemed yeah. long but yeah uh, I just, I, I didn't know how to sit with the Lord. Of course we know how that goes. Like I got completely burned out. Um, people were leaving the church. Yeah. My heart started getting hard. Yeah. I was not well. Travis um, and I almost left the church during that time. Really? Yep. December of 2017. I mean, 2016. Wow. Yeah. Um, and it's the first time like I've ever witnessed my husband not sitting with the Lord on a consistent basis. And, um, our marriage wasn't that great. We were, I mean, we've always had a pretty good marriage, but like we were coexisting, if you would say like we, I was not well, I was not well. And then, um, new pastor came early 2017, Mm -hmm. I think. Mm -hmm. And, uh, people started coming back to the church and that just made my hardened heart even worse. So what, um, may, what, what do you think that is? Why do you think it was worse? I don't know. I just like, like I mean, this is, this is just me right, and right, my right. feelings, yeah, which yeah, is yeah, not yeah. okay. No, no, I get it though. But I, you know, I think that our listeners are like that as well. You know, they're yeah. like, they're like, why, why do I feel this way? Right. You I know? just kind of related it to like when the, you know, Jesus and the disciples in the boat and like the storm come, it got a little rocky and like people jump ship. Right. And then when kind of when things you, smoothed out, yeah, they came they back. back. You're like, wait a minute, you weren't here for the rocky part. <laughs> like, why are you here now? Yeah, yeah. I, can, I can see that. And so um, anyways, it was early on when Chris came that he kind of gave a a, um, a push to start abiding. And I didn't even know what the word meant. Yeah. But I don't I know thought, that anyone did. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I did not. Uh, <laughs> I thought, okay, I can, I'll try it again. I've tried it multiple <laughs> times. I'll do it again. Right. 
And um, it was just completely different this time. Like the word, um, the word started nourishing me. I started ingesting it, getting it in me. And it was like, it was not like before. What do you think made it different this time? I don't know. I I really don't know. Like it just, I started in John, which is very life giving to Mm -hmm. me. I love, I love the book of John, but it, it, uh, man, I just, I started ingesting it and it was so, it was so sweet. Like we know what the word says about, about the word, like it was sweet as honey and it started feeding me. And, um, I started getting well the very first time that the, that the, uh, the kingdom broke through to me was, um, so I started in John one when I started abiding. And I mean, it was a pretty regular, like I got up every morning and read a chapter and asked what's jumping out at me and why. And so it wasn't long into it that I was in John 11 and it was the story of Lazarus. And he was, um, you know, they're like, Jesus, you can't go in there. He's been in there for four days. Like there's going to be an odor. That's going to stink. Right? Yeah. yeah. And it was like, it. that's that's what I was doing with the people that were coming back to the church. Ah. So you got what Jamie calls a God smack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It was, uh, but yeah, it was the first time like I had to change my mind yeah. and believe the good news. And um, I mean, it's happened multiple times over and over. And then... Um, let's see, I read through the book of John and I was like, well, what now? I have no idea where to go. I'll just read John again. (laughs) And so I started over in John and, um, man, I, I, uh, one Sunday that, that, well, let me back up a little, like shortly after I started biting, I could, I don't want to use the word feel, but you know, it was the Holy spirit, obviously, but I knew something inside of me was, that the Lord was doing something in me, but I didn't know what it was almost like something was hindering me from moving forward with the Lord. And it's just one of those moments that you clearly remember, like I cried out to the Lord and I like, I mean, I really cried out to him like, Lord, I don't know what you're doing in me, but like, would you reveal it to me and prepare my heart for it? Wow. And so fast forward a little while, later and it was in july and dustin and i didn't have the girls on a sunday morning so we went to harry church and then we we're like we want to do something fun so we we um drove to sulfur to it's the chickasaw national recreation area so we decided we want to go hiking so we drive it's like an hour and a half we drive there pack our backpacks put our bibles in there and we like go hiking and then halfway through there's a picnic table we sit down we sit with the lord and um and that day mind you i'd started back over in john so that day i was in john 3 that day and the um this is what the lord this is when i when i read this is what jumped out to me it says find it I tell you the truth, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless he is born of water and the spirit. Flesh gives birth to flesh, but the spirit gives birth to spirit. You should not be surprised at me saying you must be born again. And so that's what jumped out to me. And I was like, Lord, like then we pack up our backpack and we like start hiking again. So I'm over there kind of like, Lord, like, why did that jump out to me? I don't understand like what you're, what's happening here. Like I know the Holy Spirit lives in me and, um, but it was the water part. Like I told you, I was, I was sprinkled in the Methodist church. Like I had never, I had never been baptized. 
And it was just it, like, that is the day that I made Jesus Lord, like wow. right there on the hiking trail. Like mm. Jesus had been savior for over 20 years of my life. And what year but was he this? Had, this was in 2017, okay. but he had never, he had never been Lord of, of anything in my life. Yeah. And so then, then came the part of speaking that out loud of course to dustin that's who was, hard to do who was over there you know <laughs> got his earbuds in and worshiping i was like oh okay he's like hey you want to talk about what the lord what the lord spoke to you i was like oh <laughs> but i did and it was it was a super sweet moment and then about six weeks later we went back there and we went tent camping and that's where i walked out my obedience and got baptized right there where so where that's where the, the picture on the wall of you yeah, getting baptized is. is in sulfur. It is. Um, for our listeners that have never been down there, that is a beautiful area. Yeah. I think that's pretty cool. There's not a lot of people probably that can say that they were baptized there. Yeah. So. It was super cool. And then, um, let's see, I got asked into a discipling relationship by Priscilla Glenn. We started with her in February was it? Feb- yeah, it was. Yeah, huh? I think February of 2018. And we walked for about a year and a half, right, Lauren? Mm-hmm. Yeah. With Priscilla. And then um, go and make disciples, right? And so now <laughs> I currently am walking with four women. We started in January of this year. Awesome. Mm-hmm. That's um. So that's like now present present day it is that's awesome so going back to the abiding what Mm -hmm. what changed like when you learned when you sat down and went through john um because we know our husbands were walking with chris at the time so did correct did dustin show you what it looked like to abide or did you just kind of sit down and figure it out um he helped me like when i was like i don't even know where to go yeah and um he suggested I start in the book of John and he suggested that I just read it don't like try to pick apart each verse and try to like pick it apart and be like well what does this mean what does this mean (laughs) just read it like a story yeah so that's why I started trying to like read a chapter a day and just reading it like a book yeah Okay. So Michael, I remember going through the same thing mm-hmm. and I'm like, I, I know I'm, I'm supposed to read it. I know I am. I've known it for many years, but I don't know where to start. It's so big. The pages are so thin and the font is so tiny. I'm intimidated by it. And he's like, just start in the New Testament and go through. And so, so I did. And now I, I've gone through New Testament, Old Testament, and I'm starting back over because like you said, the first time I read it and other mm-hmm. times I've jumped back to it to eat parts in the, in the New Testament. But I'm going back and rereading it and I'm picking up things that I obviously didn't pick up before. Yeah. Because at the time I was just reading it as a story and it wasn't really like changing anything in me. I was just like, Oh, that's cool. Well, these Mm -hmm. three chapters are really similar. I'm just going to skip a page or two, but yeah. I think every time I read, um, like I can, I can have read a chapter seven or eight or nine times and every time something new jumps out. And I'm like, Oh, I don't remember this being in here. You know, even though I've read it, I just, I don't know, at different times in my life, different. And and maybe that's what it is. Like it it depends on what's going on in my heart and in my life. Yeah. And and that determines what jumps out at me and what I need to hear or or see at that particular time, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So that's, that's pretty cool. So, um, kind of give us what you think the, the major differences are between being discipled and being a disciple Ooh, maker. That's a loaded question, huh? Like, like other than the <laughs> obvious is that when you're being discipled, you're going to someone else's house and they're showing you. And then yeah. obviously being a disciple maker, you're the one 
leading this show. So like, but as far as what, what that looks like in your life, what's the, what's the biggest difference there? Well, it grows me a yeah. ton more. Mm-hmm. You think it's being it, a disciple maker? It, yeah, yes. I think so too. Mm-hmm. It's, um, it's definitely stretched me. It's grown me in my, um, in my teacher. Yeah, for sure. Which I, I've learned, like I enjoy teaching and preparing when I do teach, teach the women something, but, um, yeah, it's, it's grown me the, when I was going through being a disciple under Priscilla, I would say that maybe the biggest thing that was an eye opener for me was, um, the apest mm-hmm. in Ephesians where it <laughs> talks about, um, do you want me to read it? Yeah. Or okay. is that Ephesians five? Um, it's Ephesians Okay, it's Ephesians. Man, I should have had a, I should have had my stuff marked. Okay, it's Ephesians four, Lori. Okay, it says he who gave some, he being Jesus, he gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, and some to be pastors and teachers to prepare God's people for works of service, so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. That was the biggest thing for me because it's now like a, it's how I view the world. Yeah. Like I, I, um, I mean, especially like in my marriage where we would, we would kind of butt heads a lot because I didn't know like how the Lord had gifted Dustin Mm -hmm. and how he had gifted me and how we're supposed to work together in that. Um, And now just walking with different women, like it's pretty awesome to see how he has gifted us all different and how we can sharpen one another in our giftings. And um, I've grown a ton in my current group by watching others that like who some have been evangelists. Like I have one that's a big, a big evangelist and like just learning from her, Mm -hmm. watching how she does it where I'm super uncomfortable in, in that area, but like I see her and I learn from her. Right. Right. So I think that also gives us an opportunity to learn, to give grace where we maybe never did before because we didn't understand why other people are so different, Mm -hmm. you know? And so knowing the APES gifting, of, of different people makes it a lot easier. Like, Oh, well the, not that it, it, that it excuses bad behavior or anything like that, but it kind of shows us like, well, they're an evangelist. They like to like, they like to evangelize, you yeah. know? And, and you know, that's, yeah, I, I think that APEST, APEST is awesome and it, it helps you love people where they are instead right. of loving them or like despising them for what they're not. Yeah. You know? and yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is something we teach to our youth. Because it's something that I wish that I had known younger when mm-hmm. I was younger, um, because it it does provide so much clarity when you're interacting with other people, even people outside of the body, at work or whatever. You're you're talking with somebody and hearing the words they say, you can kind of peg them right. know, where they may be. And okay, well, this is how I can respond because this is what I'm picking up, mm-hmm. like how right. how they may be wired. And I think it helps just overall bring unity. Yeah, yeah for sure, Absolutely. in the body and outside of the body. Yeah. Yeah. It, it kind of makes me think of that. Um, it's kind of like a, I don't, I don't know, wives tell story fable. I don't know what you want to call it, but like where, the, where there's a contest of all these different animals and the, the fish is one of them. And 
like one of the things is the fish has to climb a tree. <laughs> well, a fish can't climb a tree. So like that's kind of sometimes that's what we expect from people. Like 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 if this isn't your APES gifting, like for me, profit is super, super low. And when people expect me to be that, I'm going to disappoint them every time because that's not my natural gifting and it's going to take some time to work on that mm-hmm. you know and so and i think that maybe that's where the grace comes from like recognizing that um like lauren like maybe you're not a shepherd like so if like if you say something that's not very shepherdy like that's okay right like that doesn't well I, it doesn't make it okay but but my shepherd is definitely growing <laughs> i i know that yeah, yeah it's, it's, I, it is growing. And, growing and that's another there. thing that's really mm-hmm. cool is to watch things like that happen like yeah. once once we have this revelation that these are these are the things i'm good at these are the things i need to work on and then you get to witness people transform yes. through the process of disi- discipleship and that's one of the awesome tools that we get to use and, yeah. and see it so yeah, we're all striving to look more like Lord. That's yes. right. They're all in us. Yeah. We just have to flex that muscle That's more right. with some of them. Yes. yes. And practice is what it takes. And it's kind of scary to but practice. Who wants to the, practice I, being a shepherd? I know. I'm like, who wants to practice <laughs> being a prophet? Like, oh, no. It's hard to do. So, That's um, so, so you talked about the APAS gifting. So what do you think the biggest thing you've had, you had to lay down during like either becoming a disciple or making disciples? Um, it was my identity. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It was um, me learning who the Lord says I am and believing it Yeah, and actually doing it. Yeah. So I was... Um, I was a people pleaser. Yeah, I know. I know those all too well. I know what that looks uh, like. Yeah, I just, it was, it was definitely my identity. So. Is that something you realized coming into discipleship? No, I had no idea what I was walking into. (laughs) We always wonder, you know, like we, we tell people you get, there's a cost to count. I think if we fully understood that, it'd be like, uh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like if, okay, it's great that you want to come into my discipleship group. What this is going to show you is that you're righteous and pride and prideful. Like, Oh, I don't want to be in that. I love exalting myself. (laughs) So (laughs) like, but you're right. Like if, if that was, if that was, if that was at the forefront, you know, like, I don't, I don't know that we'd have many people wanting to be in our D groups. Yeah. I had no idea what I was walking into. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. I think we got a awesome. glimpse after watching our husbands go through it yes yeah, but I bit. still like at the very beginning before I understood what it was I'm like oh thank look thank the lord he's getting disciple he needs this right Woo! I can't wait to see what he comes out on the <laughs> yeah. other end like and then he's like before he was even halfway through he's like would you ever do it I'm no I'm totally good I don't what need are that are you about? kidding yeah. me yeah yeah oops that's pretty awesome I do, I do remember that i was really excited about travis too when when he was in and especially when he first started because like that's also the time that he quit using pills and like it all kind (laughs) of happened at once and there was this huge transformation in him and like he had gone back to the the motivated um man that i knew when i you know when i first met him and then then he's like, well, what about you? And I'm like, well, what about me? What about me? I, I don't, Mind your business. Like, you just fix yourself. You're the broken one in this marriage. Like, you take care of you and I'll worry about me. Um, and so that kind of was a huge eye opener for me. You know, yeah, it I'm was like, helpful watching the husbands go first. Yeah, I agree. You're like, all right, what, 
what are we what what is happening here yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, that, and that's kind of the thing being on the front end you know is like now there's so many people that are in a disciple making relationship that it doesn't have to be your spouse that you witness go through it right. because you you're probably if you're at heritage church you're probably connected to someone who is in some kind of disciple making relationship that kind of kind of can give you what that looks like um so but yeah it was a lot different and you know in 2017 Mm -hmm. So that's kind of crazy for sure. Um, so what do you think? Um, what do you think Jenny Murray's fruit looks like? What does my fruit look like? Like your, like the ladies Mm -hmm. that you disciple. Do you you have apples on your counter at home? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) she probably does. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. I was just at her house last week. So (laughs) did she have apples or bananas on there? Both. I usually both. Um, what does my fruit look like? That's a difficult question. I mean, I have four women that that continue to show up in my living room like every Wednesday night. That to night. me is a win. They keep coming back. That's right. Yeah. I can tell you too. We're in we're in youth with Josie, and there's some yes. pretty awesome fruit there yes. too. Yeah. yeah. And I I'm in a room with your two daughters on yes. on Sunday night, Lori, with Izzy and Towery, and so they love you. By the way. I know Izzy. Izzy them. saw me at Walmart, and uh, Lori's like, she said, "There's Michael and Lauren." And then Lori's Lori thought she said, "There's my friend Lauren." And Izzy's like, "No, no, 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 that's not what I said." Yeah, I'm like, oh, oh let me take this dagger out of my chest. <laughs> Give me a minute. Uh, yeah, that was pretty crazy. So. No, I, I think like the fruit, the fruit question. Like, I think that's that's what I'm trying to get to the listeners. Is like, it's not just the four women in your living room. Right. It's also the children in your home. Mm-hmm. It's also your marriage. Um, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, um, it's the people that you sit next to every Sunday at church. It's the, the people in youth, you know, in youth discipleship, which is, which is a volunteer position for you that you, you lay your life down every Sunday night. Um, that I have selfishly not done that for many years, even though I've heard the Lord tell me that I need to do that. Mm. And I just stepped into that this year. Um, probably, probably a year ago, I heard the Lord tell me that, that I think you're supposed to do this. And I'm like, "Eh, eh." Mm -hmm. Mm -mm -mm." um, but it's intimidating to be entrusted to other people's children, you know, to be entrusted to their, to their spirituality and, and showing them the, the, the words and the ways and the works of Jesus. I'm like, I don't want that responsibility on me. And then like, well, the Lord gives it to you. Like, it doesn't matter if you want it or not. The Lord has given that to you, you know, to share the gospel with these children. So I'm like, okay, Lord. So, yeah. So what would you, what would you say is your biggest pillar? My biggest pillar? Mm -hmm. Well, I would say that, that learning to abide and like that the Lord, the Lord dwells in me. He's, he set his tent up in me and he's taught me how how to be nourished from his words like heaven and earth will pass away but his words will remain forever like that's what that's what i cling to so definitely just staying connected to the vine yeah well that's pretty much what it's all it all hinges on it does so, all hinge on yeah. that yeah. so what is your favorite scripture then oh dun, man dun, dun. my favorite scripture yeah. i love the armor of god yeah yeah it's my it's my go-to. When I was going through identity stuff, when I was walking with Priscilla, um, I like to run. 
So like my favorite thing was to go to the park and it still is go to the park, run and then sit with the Lord. And one way that like I, I got word in me for who I was, was like, while I was running, I would just preach the gospel to myself. Wow. And I would, I would always start with the armor of God. Like he clothes me in it every morning. And, um, yeah, that's cool. It's how I, how I learned who the Lord says I am. Yeah. Just continually telling myself. Yep. Do you have a favorite piece of armor? Uh, the word. Yeah. I mean, the sword. Yeah, absolutely. It penetrates to my innermost being, separates soul and spirit, bone and marrow. Sometimes Mm -hmm. it hurts. Mm -hmm. Discerns Mm -hmm. the intentions of a man's heart. Yeah. It's not always good. So. Where it, it is always good. It doesn't always feel it, good. It is, but hard, where they, yeah, hard yeah. things are good things. Remember we yeah, heard that? Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, where do you think, where do you see yourself in 20 years? In 20 years? Yeah. 20 years. Oh, I, I, I was going to do how 10. How old are you going to be in 20 years? Ooh, how old am wow. I going to be in 20 years? <laughs> Ooh. I'll be 53 in case you wonder. I, uh, I was going to do. 20 years? I was yeah. going to say 10 oh. years, but then I'm like, 20 is a. 20 is a better number. Man, I don't know. I don't know what the Lord has in store for us. I mean, assuming like the I Lord hasn't taken you home by then. Right. You know, so. But I mean, I don't even know if we'll still be where we are. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I know that at one point in my life, I was like, this is my comfort area. I'm happy going to Hare Church, the kid, the school my kids are in. I never want to leave. Like, but I've, I've changed my mind on like, if the Lord has plans for us, then yeah. I mean, it's really because I had a hard time wrapping my mind around Priscilla moving here. Mm-hmm. Yes. Inviting us, Lauren, yeah. into her life yeah. and walking with us and me trying to wrap my mind around. She left everything you know, she knows. Yeah. Her yeah. family was there. And um, man, she moved here to invest in me. Yeah. Like, it makes it makes me think of when Jesus is walking and he's like, come follow me. And you're like, oh, let me go say goodbye to my mother and my father first. Yeah. Mm. He's like, there's no time for that. No time to go say goodbye. Right. Come on, let's go. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. I wonder, like, that's got to be hard. I, I don't know. I guess probably I would do it if I was called to do it. But yeah. man, that would be hard. Yeah, it for sure would be hard. But like, I don't know. I don't know what the Lord has for for me so do you I mean, do you see family. yourself still making disciples oh, in 20 yeah. years absolutely Duh. she absolutely. wasn't we'd be like jenny what are you doing yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> I just want you know for our listeners out there like this isn't just a i'm gonna do this for a year or so and then i'll oh. move on to another thing like this is this I, is a lifelong so i i am in know? a speaking of that yeah. like i'm in a season where you know there's a season for everything and yeah. I was in a season of disciple, disciple, disciple maker, and now my ladies are getting to where they're really self-sufficient and mm-hmm. they're searching currently for people of peace. And so like, this is a sweet spot in this season though, but knowing that there's another role for me after that, like continuing and I'm like, this is kind of weird. Like, I feel like you're almost mourn your yeah. group going. Yeah, I can see that. Before, so I'm like, I don't, I like, I, I can't imagine being surrounded by different women right. and doing this again with different women. Like, I want to just hang on to these women, but understanding that there is a season and that's not what we're called to do. We can't get cozy and comfortable, you know, with yeah. the same group. Yeah. I remember when Travis um, released his guys, his first group, Tucker moved out the same week. That is a and lot so of emotions. Our in one son week. moved out of our home oh, no. the same week that he released his guy. Like, yeah, that was pretty emotional. 
um, that was an emotional time in our, in our home. Pretty sweet. Michael just released his second group of men on Tuesday, and it was I so heard neat. that he he included like he allowed me to be part of that. Like I got to Aww. read some word and pray over them, and it was so sweet. So I'm like, okay, this is like watching this be his second group to release, and how there are other men coming in. It's yeah. like. That is what we're supposed to do, mm-hmm. like to continue on doing that. And I couldn't imagine life any other way. What you know? a show of unity, too, to let you be part of that, you know, because generally we're separated mm-hmm. from our husbands and, and the groups that they lead, you know, so that they can have like they can feel more comfortably, more comfortable being open, honest and vulnerable. Um, but to bring you in and, and to let you participate in that, like. Lauren and Michael are one. Well, you know? we do and life with like he does life with my women and I like we're in the same home. So it's mm-hmm. not like they're not going to come across at some point. Right. And have an interaction with one another. It's yeah. it's spiritual family. And so it's open, you know, like we all get to love each other and pour into each other. And and so like I've gotten to watch these men grow in That's the Lord so cool. and I've gotten to watch them have influence over men who want to know more. And so it was it really warmed my heart that one, he did include me and two yeah. that like I, I know these men well enough to to know that it's good for them to go. Man, you know? I'm gonna have to up the right. bar for Trav. <laughs> like, hey, Sorry, I Travis. cook I cook these men dinner every night. Like yeah. you can't bring me in on this part. No. That's kidding. funny. Dustin's men, man, they loved my kids well. Yes. Oh, Isn't yeah. that yeah. so fun to watch? It is. It is fun to watch. Yeah. I mean it is it is true spiritual family well what does it look like in your home then like do you guys eat with with his group do they does he eat with you guys how's that work no we um usually take our plates to the bedroom and they they sit around the table so we're usually in the bedroom but i mean as they're coming yep conversations are happening they're talking to the girls things like that same with my women yep like they they engage in conversations groups over dustin comes out of the bedroom Yep, we have conversations. (laughs) That's pretty cool. I generally leave um, on Tuesday nights. And the reason for that, though, is um, we we are a blended family. So we have our kids every other week. And on the weeks that I have my kids, that's family night at my mom's house. Hmm. And it it just it it has opened the door to have that. And that's that's precious time to me because my brothers. Yes. And then on the other Tuesday nights, um, it has been my goal and it hasn't always worked out, but I don't have my kids. And so it's just me. Mm. And so that's a time that I can take women to dinner. Um, and I also try to take my oldest son to dinner. He lives in Guthrie. And so I don't get to see him very frequently. He's mm-hmm. in fact, he'll be 21 on Friday. Um, so Ooh, you're old, Lori. Ooh. I know. That's why I didn't want to tell you how old I would be in 20 years. <laughs> she <laughs> but, regretted asking you. <laughs> probably, I mean, I might even have like that might be pushing the great grandparent oh, no. deal for me, even though I'm not a grandparent yet. Like, <laughs> I, yeah. Um, but yeah, so so I generally leave. I cook dinner. I greet them um, when they come in and, you know, talk for five or 10 minutes and the girls are usually with me. Um, and then, then we leave. And so we come back after they're done, but, yeah. um, yeah. What would you say to somebody who's on the fence about just either about joining a disciple making group? What'd you say to them? If they're on the fence about it, yeah. if they're not sure, do I want to do this? Do I want to take the next step in knowing the Lord or do I want to stay in my comfort zone in the world? Yeah. It's, um, I mean, it's, maybe no greater joy like for me like i i would say like why wouldn't you mm-hmm. like what do you um, have to lose <laughs> right what do you have to lose like the word says that um 
greater love has no one than this to lay down one's life mm-hmm. for one's friend. Like, so, and that's what, if somebody's is offering that to you to lay their life down for you to advance in the kingdom, like, why wouldn't you do it? Yeah. The word is true. It is. Like there's no greater love. Yep. That's pretty awesome. I love it. All right. One last thing. Anything you want to say at all to, to our listeners? Um, I'd rather a question. <laughs> I'd rather you ask me a specific question. Uh, what is your favorite color? There you go. I, I think I'm out of questions. Oh, you are? Yeah. Oh, man. Y'all well, made this easier than I thought. We can make it hard. No, I'm just no. kidding. Well, the fruit question. question was kind of hard. It, it was That a hard one throws question. people off. Yeah. Maybe we should be more Need specific. To, yeah. Maybe so. Hmm. Um, yeah. I don't know. Hmm. That's all I got, though. Yeah. I'll say that. When you kind I knew of to, you had something to, to say. piggyback off of your last <laughs> question, Lauren, but like when you, when you have someone in your living room and you watch them hear the voice of the Lord and obey it and they pretty much transform mm-hmm. right in front of your eyes, like there's, there's no greater thing yeah. than that. Like, right. I mean, unless y'all can tell me that there's a greater thing. There's there is no, not. There's not. There's until not. we see, the whole but you know, and and and, and 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 until you've seen that, you don't even realize that. Like it's just a reminder that the Lord's ways are higher than our ways. That there is there are things that that will happen that we cannot even fathom. Like we can't, we cannot possibly understand it, and until it actually happens, like something like that, to to witness that, like you have no idea what that's going to do inside of you. No, to to witness that. And at first, it's like. I'm so surprised. Yeah. And now it's come to a point of like, I'm Why not surprised. Yeah. Why, Why am I surprised? Like Why wouldn't the Lord do yep. this? Yeah. That's funny. So I'll That's give you funny. what um, what the Lord's been teaching me lately because oh. I think See, it's pretty she awesome. She did have stuff in her. I just had to give her a minute. I, I actually have written down on my paper, what's the Lord teaching you right now? Oh. I just somehow skipped <laughs> over that question. that question. I didn't you ask it and I, skip, it on her I skipped it. Yeah. Um, I'm currently reading through uh, Matthew. And oh, so I've, am I. you are, yeah. I've loved it, but um, Still. we just like kingdom things are happening around us a lot, and um, you know where Jesus like when he when he's asking God to like take this cup from me because my spirit is willing, but my body is weak. I've kind of been maybe maybe uh feeling like my body is weak lately, but is that, not is okay. That just D two. That's as a leader, or it's yeah. because in twenty years she will no longer. <laughs> it's it, it's because we're getting older Old. physically. Don't say that. Don't say that. <sighs> we're um, young ladies. So, anyways, I was I was kind of living in my body is weak, and um, and the Lord like just showed me in um, Matthew twenty five the other day that that um, he says he. He says, I will tell you the truth. He will put you in charge of all of his possessions. So well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful with a few things and I'll put you in charge of many things. Come and share in your master's happiness. So for me, it was like all of this thing, all of these kingdom things are happening around me, but really it has nothing to do with me. Yeah. And the Lord is just allowing me to share in his, in his happiness. Yep. So like go and share in the master's happiness. 
That's like, wow. it's, a, it's a sweet thing. It is. I, I I'm kind of glad you brought up the whole broken body thing or tired body or whatever. Like, because I actually shared with Lauren on the way over here, I had stopped um, in a parking lot just to write down some questions and have some quiet time. And um, my window was rolled down because it's beautiful outside today. Mm-hmm. And there were two gentlemen across the street clearing some brush out of like, you know, because of the ice storm and all the, the down trees and stuff. One of those men must have been in his 80s. And he was slinging a chainsaw and he was slinging all these, these big O branches across, across his four foot chain link fence into the ditch. And, and it looked like, I'm going to guess maybe a grandson was there with him because he looked like maybe he was in his thirties just by, just by gauging the, the age differential, um, but it was the most beautiful sight. Like I told Lauren, I'm going to cry now, mm-hmm. even thinking about it, like, I'm like, man, to be to be that man and to be physically out there like, you know, he, you know, he's not out there without pain. Like like who's 80 years old that doesn't have pain. And yet he's enjoying his time with with this other young man out there. And they're just talking away. I can hear their conversation. They're just talking about life in general. Like they're not they're not cussing because they got all these tree limbs to to clean up. You know, they are literally enjoying each other's presence. And I thought, like, that's what I want when I'm, when I'm older is to be able to enjoy the presence of, of the Lord and to be able to enjoy the presence of, of the other people in my life as we go through our daily toil and not have to be constantly caught up in my knees hurt or my hips hurt or my shoulder hurts, you know? Um, and so I don't know, I just really felt led to share that. And I (laughs) wish I, I wish you guys could have witnessed that. Like it literally was the most beautiful thing. So I'm glad you shared that. Yeah. It's good stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, I can definitely relate to like those D2 moments where your spirit is like, I need to keep pressing forward. But your mind mm-hmm. and your body are like, mm-hmm. I don't want to yeah. because this is hard yeah. and it's not fun sometimes. Yeah. But knowing the Great Commission and knowing right. it's what we're called to yeah. do. And there's no purpose other than making disciples. Right. So like picking yourself up, like pep talking yourself, you know, letting the yep. Lord, letting the Lord wash you with his word and then coming to the realization that it's okay life is messy right. life with others is even messier yeah. so this is going to happen yeah. but you still have to pick yourself up and yeah. press forward just because That's there right. are some legitimate excuses doesn't mean that we get to like not do what we're called to do like yeah. like yeah you you know you may have an excuse that the world would say oh you shouldn't have to do this because this happened to you yeah um, like, i can't like think we of can't, any excuse that, that would be valid no. to not i don't think there is i, th- I think you, the world convinces well, us that they are yeah, but, but but they're not knowing what you know and knowing what we know about making disciples yeah. and then like to to suddenly not like that would be a, that'd be crazy sinning. what would <laughs> be your purpose in life if like once, like once you've known what it's, I guess it, what it I is. guess it depends on what vomit you choose to return to. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah that's so true. true. Yeah. Well, speaking of Matthew, since I was in Matthew, I stumbled mm-hmm. on, you know, the first time I was telling you, like I've been back in Matthew, but I hadn't had a reason. Um, like I'm, I'm sitting here reading just, just in order and I'm on uh, Matthew five twenty one, and it's Jesus teaches about anger. And so I'm just mm-hmm. reading through it. I'm like, I, I've never had a reason to camp out there. I don't, you know. Anger isn't some, well, I guess it depends on the situation. <laughs> Anger is really not something that I, um, that I have in my life, but I was reading the word, um, and this is just cause I, I thought it was really interesting, but it says, but I tell you that anyone who is angry with a brother or sister will be subject well, to judgment. Again, anyone who says to a brother or sister, Raka is unanswerable 
is answerable to the court. And anyone who says you fool will be in danger of the fire of hell. And how applicable is that to right. today? But anyway, so I was looking at Raka and I, I pulled it up in Bible Hub. I'd never noticed that word before. So I was like, well, obviously, I got to look and see what this says. But it breaks down to being numbskull, like empty minded, <laughs> empty headed. Oh, wow. Like wow. So if you're just sitting there and I don't I don't know, I just that kind of blew my mind, like empty headed. And what passage is that in Matthew? Um, five twenty-two. Huh. Now I'm gonna have to go look up Raka. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I I had never noticed that word before. Wow. But it was interesting to me. I'm like empty-headed. Hmm. I think there's some some pretty cool intricacies in the Bible that that we don't realize um, until you dig. Yeah. You know, and you're digging. That's the you're beauty like, oh. of Bible Hub. Yeah. Like that was probably it's probably an insult. <laughs> Oh you know? yeah, yeah. And so absolutely. Cool. Well, if somebody was like, "Oh, you're such a, you're so such a rocker," yeah. you'd be like, "Wait a minute, <laughs> I'm a what? I'm what? I'm uh, not empty headed." We just gave all the young teenage listeners a new oh, name dear. to call their friends. Well, because we're older <laughs> and we brought it up, they, then won't they use probably it. won't. Yeah. They'll be like, "And eh, that's what old people use." Yeah, there's there's a teenager. Every time Michael does the dab, she literally gags. <laughs> <laughs> like no joke I'm like this is hilarious so he'll purposely do it when he's around her because it's just inter- entertaining to watch that's hilarious <laughs> that is funny. funny well Jenny I love that you joined us today thank you for having me stepping out of your it. comfort zone to come chat with us yeah. and um there is there is one last thing that we always um ask our guests to do okay do you want to break the news to her Lori do you want to break Hey, I listen I, to your podcast. Yeah. Oh. I know what's coming. You know what's so coming. you're not going to be the first guest that refuses to pray us out. No. Please right. don't. Okay. No. Okay. All right. Lord Jesus, we love you. I just thank you for your word and that it it nourishes our soul, Lord, and that it did it for me, Lord, and that um, I thank you for Lauren and Lori for for um, for walking in your ways, Lord. I ask that. Um, for the listeners out there, Lord, that you would just you would penetrate their hearts with your word, Lord, and that um, and that this um, this journey of disciple making, Lord, like it is it is fun and it is good and we love it, and um, I just thank you, thank you, Lord, for for uh, for having us on your way, In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen, man. Thank you guys for joining us yes. today. Um, again, Jenny, thank you for yes, making the trip trip to the studio today. And thank um, you for having me. Yeah, so love you guys. Uh, what an awesome n- another episode of transformation and discipleship. Heck yeah! Um, grace and peace to you guys. Grace and peace. Bye.